1: No, I'm just doing my thing, man. Just uh, getting my tech services on. And, and speaking of which, this episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by FullScale.io.
2: Are you open for services today? <sighs> Maybe. What kind of services do you provide? Technical.
1: Tech. I need some help around my house. Nope. Wrong kind. I need to fix my TV. Wrong. Well, my, it's, it's Wi-Fi. not a tech service. That is getting closer. Closer. Could help you build some software. Really yeah, so can our guest today. I'm gonna to go ahead and introduce George Brooks, who's the founder and CEO of crema
0: what's up guys what's up <laughs> that's like my what's up, what's what's up, up? guys?
1: okay, what's so, going on that's super uh I'm on too many youtubes it, yeah, I was on the YouTubes this morning. This podcast
2: I, is on YouTube.
1: Thank you, Matt. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. The startup Start up hustle, hustle YouTube, YouTube yeah, channel. Great. I was, it's funny. I, uh, I posted a link about our video marketing episode. Yeah. And then I, after that, I was like, why didn't I post the video link of our, uh, I know, I mean, fail, follow, through. Fail. follow so, through. So George, you're the founder and CEO of Crema. Now those of you listening, you know, I like it when you're interactive, go to C-R-E-M-A dot U-S crema dot crema dot us. Da-da. So, George, you, uh, you own a business that's similar to the one that Matt and I own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We for do sure. some of the same stuff. I mean, I a mean, little bit. Yeah, yeah, we were
0: just talking about that. There is, there is some crossover It's yes. the
1: same, but different. I would completely agree yeah. with that assessment. But you do, but technically, you own a tech services startup, or it was a startup, or however we want to look at it. Yeah, is oh it a gosh. startup?
2: Let's talk How about it. How do we that. define a startup?
1: So, straight up, we're not a startup. All right. Yeah, I don't, you, yeah. but tell me why. So I think
0: I don't know. We can we can talk about this. Yeah. Well, I, it's
1: a it's a hot topic because we've we've discussed what is a startup. Because like Uber, like how is Uber so a startup? Oh, it's That's an actually at this point it's too. actually a verb. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. Very much right. just like Google or anything yeah. else. Yeah. No, I think of us. I mean, we're totally a small business that looks like a startup. Is right. the way I like to say it. Um, so I mean, we've been in business for ten years. We just celebrated ten years a week ago. Wow. Which is Congrats. Like, yeah, I feel yeah. like I'm really old. Although I was super young when I started it. And you still
1: look young. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I
0: appreciate that. No yeah. gray hair or anything. And you have there a lot, is you a have a lot. There.
1: He's got a lot of hair, too. It's never going yeah. away. My it's grandfather tall. had the same thing. It's tall and it's curly, and I'm jealous. Yeah. We're, we're, we said we'd be open and transparent. <laughs> this yeah. is true. This yeah. is true. How do you really feel about that? Yeah, I feel that we should talk about tech services again yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I get it. depressed, and then Voltron will have to like step in. And So, the
0: question of a worth are a startup, no, I mean. We were a startup, or we thought we were when we first got started, but my opinion is that a startup is someone primarily who's trying to scale relatively quickly. And trying to find a business model and product market fit. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And so one thing, I'll be honest, it's way, way easier to start start a services company, a small business. Yeah. You find a customer. That's right. And they pay you to do the thing that they don't want to do. Yep. Yep. Than it is to find product market fit with a product or with, you know, even maybe a service in some ways, but um, then, you know, trying to get a large audience that's ready to scale that up, find the resources, the funding and et cetera to do that. It's way easier to start a services and there, company. And
1: there's a specific set of, and you know, like our topic today is tech service startups, and whether you're in year ten or year two, mm-hmm. you're going to find a lot of the same issues. Um, and you know, we and so Matt and I, as the co-founders of Full Scale, you know, our company's grown pretty fast.
0: Yeah, a lot fast. And
1: and you know, we help people build. Technology and so does Crema. Yep, uh, have a d- little different approach. Like we are doing it with offshore, yeah, totally people, and you are all like all onshore,
0: yeah, and explicitly so. All in KC, all all but one in KC. Right. There's a guy up and he just moved to Min, uh, Minnesota. Okay, so we have we have a couple remote people. Um, we have two. We have a full time salesperson in Phoenix. Um, one of our product managers works from DC, sure, um, but they spend a lot of time here. And honestly, none of our well, one of our clients is in Kansas City. Right, um, almost all the rest of our clients are are on the coasts.
1: And it's, you know, someone out there listening is going, did they are? Did they have their competitor on the podcast with them? But that's not really the way we look at it. First off, there's so much meat on that bone. Oh my like, gosh! I mean, everybody needs this right now.
0: Well, but... you guys talked about it in one of your previous episodes. I mean, it's still a huge talent gap, right? Yeah. And so everybody's bad. trying to solve that problem, whether mm-hmm. it is with you know offshore, near shore, onshore, you know, whatever. Um. everybody's trying to figure out a way to do that. And there's pros and cons to each way. Uh, sure. Well, and you guys' specialty is helping people build kind of new products, right? Like, Yeah, for the most part. And now it's kind of switched. So when we, when I first got started 10 years ago, I was a freelance graphic designer turned, let's be honest, I slapped UX on the front of my title and I got a lot of work nice. because it was super hot at the time. Yeah. I don't know if I was actually a UX designer. You maybe. are now? Well, I totally am now. <laughs> but at the time it was just like yeah that's cool and it looked cool like the ux looks neat um so yeah i just slapped it on the front got some work started working mostly with engineers and developers um and then startups developers
2: are shitty at ux yeah
0: totally and and i could we write code not like pretty ui thing that's right and i could speak the language and so the reality is is it came back to oh you'll pay me to do that sweet this is fun did that freelancing? I hated freelancing, and I think freelancing is where a lot of maybe even our audiences, uh, yeah. less audience of our podcast and your podcast, probably there's a lot of freelancers a one person. Well, let's call business. your
1: podcast out. Where yeah, it's op- that, option
0: right? five is our podcast. So um, uh, we've been doing. We're way. You guys are way ahead of us. You're 100 and some odd. How many? 180.
1: 180. That's how many have come out as of this recording. We might be closer to 200 when this comes That's out. That's crazy. Wow. We're like
0: 12. 15. I mean, we just started.
1: So it's, 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 I'll loan you Matt if you want to boost (laughs) this. We
0: should have you guys on. Honestly, it'd be a good conversation. And ours is a little Which Matt are
1: we talking about? I just like to keep it general. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: (laughs) Yeah. And ours is more about talking to practitioners, like the product manager inside the company that's trying to do the thing.
1: But yeah. so we. And and, and another thing too, like, so, you know, with tech service, you're going to find, Different kinds of clients that have different kinds of yeah. needs, and yeah. like you, you told us before we hit record, a lot of your clients have a mandate or a, a very strict set of needs or guidelines around having people here or domestic yeah. or yeah. whatever, and and we run into that too. Sometimes we talk to folks, and I and I'll tell them, I, I just don't think our model is what you're looking for, and vice versa, right? Um, that's,
0: right. This is the reason why I don't, oh, I can't really work. It's harder for me, and being on the startup hustle, I miss the startup work. We have maybe one startup client a year now, and it's usually someone who's in really well-funded, um, usually has a, a previous thing, and we're only with them for a short period of time because our model is just it's, it's more expensive. And so, I mean, early days, people would take a risk on the kid in his second bedroom calling himself a UX designer, um, and that was fun. So we did startup work because they could afford me because I was my rate back then oh my rate was so low and then and then now it was i just like how did i feed myself
2: we get grandfathered into that rate
0: right (laughs) oh yeah for sure,
1: um, I think I've got an old MSA that yeah. we signed with you. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah right, right. right. that rate.
2: So, yeah, forever. Yeah, um, I think it was thirty dollars an hour. Oh, oh it was gosh, low, no way joke. lower. It, it was, was twenty lower. bucks an hour. Yeah. Twenty. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: why? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Sorry. Can we yeah, get yeah. a signal going or yeah. something before you start throwing Sorry. out rates? I think Sorry. it was like $17.50. seventeen fifty. Twelve, twelve fifty. He's like, look, if you'll pay me, I'll do it. Yep. Yeah, pretty
0: much. But, but I mean, it was, I mean, so it was taking a risk. Now, well, since George, the company has let, grown, let, let's we, back
1: up for a little bit, though. So, you literally started your tech services business in the extra bedroom in your home.
0: Uh, technically, I started in a hospital it. room. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, well, that's a first. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I won't tell the whole story uh, other than I have three little girls. I mean, old... were you
1: hurting for cash?
0: Is that why you well, were in there? No, but but K, <laughs> KU Med has incredible Wi-Fi if you need, you need to get a good spot. And it's, you know, they never really, there's so many people there that couldn't tell you if you're supposed to be there or not. So free co-working is what I call wow. KU Med. No, uh, my my oldest daughter was in the hospital for the first seven and a half months of her life, mm. and so she was super critical. Almost well, basically died several times, and they resuscitated her. And now she's uh, well, was trached, had a G tube, and a bunch of other crazy things. So I was never at work, and I worked like forty five minutes away, and so I would white knuckle it down to the office when they or down to the hospital when they'd say, "Hey, you need to get here before you know she's probably gone." And so I said, "No, this this sucks. Uh, I am gonna I am gonna quit my job when my kid was in the hospital." brilliant idea by the way that's how you start a startup is um usually the worst the worst time to do it and um long story short she um she finally um started to recover but although it took three and a half years but
1: wow it got super serious really fast um sorry about that but but no that's the reality thing you talk about start i started a business at the worst possible time and it turned and it eventually evolved into everything we right. still do now like, yeah and there's some there's some, the level of adversity and you say, wow, it got serious. Well, here's the thing is like you had to jump, you jumped and then built wings. Yeah, exactly. And, and there's something about that, that is a driving factor. I,
0: I would, some people say like, you know, oh, I I was, I dreamt of starting a business or I had this thing. And yeah, I mean, I always thought it'd be fun, but the reality is, is it was, it was somebody pushed you off, pushed me off a cliff. Sure. And, and then it was like, how do I build an airplane, you know, as quickly as possible. And that was finding people that pay me to do the thing they didn't want to do which is design their their products um,
1: i think a lot of uh, service businesses do just literally start with a contract. yeah totally like, and then all of a sudden they they're they hit their max mm-hmm. and so, now they got to find some other people and so the next thing yeah you know, so let's yeah. talk about
2: that for a second because like i have two friends that are solo they would refer to themselves as entrepreneurs yeah but they're it's it's just them and yeah. and they actually have that argument with people because people say well you're you're not an entrepreneur because it's oh. you're like a freelancer yeah you you're are. not an entrepreneur I always think are.
0: it's harder to be a
1: freelancer
2: and so, so they you know they yeah, it is. you know that really upsets them when people Say, oh, you're not an entrepreneur; you're a freelancer. Oh, I think I they think, totally are.
1: I think that's a, a dumb statement to say they're not entrepreneurs. You are an entrepreneur if you're if you control your own destiny. Yeah. When yeah. it comes to your income. Yeah, but I, exactly. I mean, you could be a one person cleaning crew that works yeah. for yeah. two clients yeah, for no 30 question. years. You're still an entrepreneur. Right. You own a business. You are in charge of your enterprise and your future, and so the, it continues right, to continues. That's going. absolutely right.
2: So the really hard part about being a one or two person company like that is you're busy doing all the work mm-hmm. you don't have time to go find the next project. And that's oh. the part about being a freelancer that's, that's a really process. difficult yeah, yeah. part. So did you did you have that problem yeah, in the early 100%. days a lot? Yeah it
0: was the first two like percent. your head's
2: down for three
0: months and you're like, oh shit, I'm done with this project. What do I yeah, do now? And then there's this little this gap of no work. Yeah. a hundred percent. And that's when anybody says I'm gonna jump out and do my own thing. I'm like, prepare for this. Yeah. And it's it's that story. Um, yeah, yeah. And that was the reason I landed a huge contract. Um, you know, at the time it was a really, really big contract at $33 an hour, 33. No, 30, no oh, this is what's crazy. <laughs> Again, fake it till you make it. Everybody says that, but it, I went in and I was doing some subcontract work for an agent, another agency as their UX guy, their digital guy. And they said, Hey, can you work on this health system website? And I was like, yeah, you know, we had done, done these little clinic projects. And they go, no, 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 we're going to do a whole, whole health system. And it was like 5,000 pages of content and it was a 23 hospital network. Jeez. And I went, you do, you realize I'm like a 24 year old kid and I don't know what I'm doing. Right. And they're like, no, it's, it's fine. You, you seem like you got it. And they wanted me to product manage or project management, probably whatever word you want to put in the front of that. And then they wanted me to design it and find the developers. So I literally texted my buddy and I was like, hey, do you, he was a, like, a, I think at the time it was Drupal. And he was like, do, do you think you could build this? And he goes, Hell yeah, I could build that. Can we cuss? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Fuck yeah. <laughs> okay. I just want to yeah. make sure. Feel better uh, now. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I do, I've been on a, a couple of podcasts where it's like, ooh, I don't think this. No, is We that just kind
1: we of... just bl- mark them all explicit, okay, just in that's case. That's just yeah, a we figured it's that just way. a good blanket. Fair blanket policy.
0: But anyways, I came back and so we literally we probably should have taken weeks putting together a proposal, and in two days we just went, "What do you, what do you think it's going to cost?" And he's like, "I don't know. You you want two hundred grand, and I'll take two hundred grand." And he and I said, "I yeah." Yeah, that's amazing. That'd be incredible, and so we just went back and we said four hundred thousand dollars. I mean, like there was no like formal presentation, swag method. Yeah, yeah. And he they... the what
2: swag method scientific wild ass yes. guess.
1: Yeah, totally. Oh, which is I like that. How we do most yeah. of it. Let's add add that to the acronym <laughs> collection the jargon. Yeah. 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 But anyways,
0: they said yes. They were like, "Oh, that sounds about right." And so I, they signed a contract, and I immediately realized I had no idea
2: what I was going to do. Seven years later, you're still working on it. No.
0: I mean, <laughs> and, and it was a great project. We had a great relationship with them for, what, a year and a half, um, and it was incredible. Um, Just the and, two
2: of you did all the work?
0: No, we did. I, I hired my first designer then. Okay. Um, and then I immediately realized I have no idea how to run a business.
1: <laughs> I have no okay. idea what I'm doing. Okay, this is, this is a common thing for service providers and entrepreneurs entrepreneurs, they start something because they're passionate about it. Like you look at someone like, let's just say an artist, like I really love painting, I'm really good at Mm -hmm. it. And that's what I want to do. And then they, they you Know they get enough moving forward, and they're like, Oh my god, like I don't know anything about running a business, yeah. And and you know, here's the thing it's not that hard, it, you just have to actually make the effort to learn that's right how to do it. There's, I mean, literally, like, all right, if you email me, I'll send you a free copy of Million Dollar Bedroom because it literally will tell you most of the basic crap that you need to know, yeah, like, absolutely. just there, it's not that hard, but at the same time. It is hard. It's really freaking hard discipline. when it comes to other yeah. people being involved but, in your business.
2: Well, and you have some people. So one of our mutual friends, I won't say their name, but you know who they are, uh, is a solo entrepreneur like this. He has absolutely no interest in having employees yeah. or dealing yeah. with any of it. Yeah. He would rather just have him be himself. He probably makes a couple hundred grand a year or whatever sure, as right. a freelancer or solo entrepreneur, you know, consultant, yeah, whatever. Yeah, i the same thing, right. And he has... He, he has no interest in having employees. He actually did it for a while and then had a bunch of problems with the partner, had a bunch of problems with all the employees. And now he's like, screw that shit. Never do it again. I'm just going to be my own, my own thing.
1: There's, yeah. there's merit it's to the personality that approach too. too. Like it depends now. Uh, all right. So when it comes to service businesses, like you said, the biggest problem that when I talk to freelancers and we end up hiring a lot of them at full scale, like, sure, sure. I mean, they are good mm-hmm. at what they do they and, they, find and work. they get, but they get stars in their eyes. They yeah. quit their job and they say, I'm going to go like be a freelancer on Upwork or something like that mm-hmm. and then they yeah. realize oh holy shit i got to be a salesperson too they don't have stability yeah, like, uh, yeah. and and it's then the thing is, is is you and if you don't have any street cred mm-hmm. it's that much harder and your it's reputation's like, not there you a
2: 24 year old kid gonna give him 400 grand what the hell
0: super smart i mean like yeah <laughs> good looking <laughs> super good smart hair. great hair it was yeah. the hair cool jean jacket i yeah. probably you know like I probably yeah. looked way nerdier back then but that's uh <laughs> i mean <laughs> Anyways, we... Oh,
1: those moments when you pass. (laughs) You guys look... Neither one of you are nerdy. Especially you, Watson. Matt looks really nerdy.
0: Yeah. No, I think he's got it. He's he's rocking it.
1: I was... By the way, Matt, you should listen to the episode that was published today about video marketing because Jay Austin, I mentioned you were in Cebu and he asked me what SPF you use. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I said, I said maybe 1000. <laughs> and then I did list that you were one notch above a vampire for yeah. sun for sunburn risk. Yeah. Man. So, that but, happens. I just got back from San
0: Diego. It's, it's a real thing. I was yeah. very covered.
1: I just don't even go out in the I'm sun. I'm Irish. I mean, I'm just busy working. Yeah. So, all right. So now tech service businesses, much like Crema and go to crema.us and check out what they do. Go to fullscale.io and, and look at what we do. Models are different. Some of it's the same. Um, You know, we don't have, and you know, we'll leave that for maybe another time. But when you, when you run a service business, you're going to run into the the topic of scalability is a different conversation Mm -hmm. than you may have with other types of businesses, like a true software business. And the reason is, is when you provide services, Humans, right? And, well, unless you have some kind of canine or animal service business, but you have people that do it. So, with the increased output of services, you have to have more people.
0: Yeah, and, and I want to talk about <clears throat> is 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 growing a service company scale happens hundred percent through humans yeah it's just manpower
1: and so there's upsides to that and there are definite drawbacks to that too yeah. like i mean because people are people they <laughs> you know when neil sharma was in here uh, talking about uh, deg you know he said you know the difference between people and software is software shows up to work every day
0: <laughs> and we even have a culture where you're allowed to work wherever you want i don't care it's so we have a super flexible work environment but yeah, that is it. It's reality. I'm in the business but, of people. I just happen to build apps.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That well, is my mind.
0: Ma- that is actually my mantra.
1: We, we say, honestly. I say that you've heard me say that. I, say, you know, I say hey, we're we're a sales and marketing company that happens to to sell tech. Yeah, exactly. Now, but with people come some complications. And employees sometime, are fun. Sometimes they're great, and sometimes they're not. Yeah, and and you know, like, and that so that's the thing. So one thing that we realized pretty quickly with with full scale was. Our profile to potential investors was a lot different mm-hmm. and that there was, there's a lot of money that flows into software and other types of stuff. But, you know, realistically, if you're thinking about starting a tech services startup, you need to understand that it's not going to be valued at like a 40 X multiple Yep, and it's a, and you're going to have to have a different type of person if you want to seek investment or scale it or exit it. It's one of the reasons
0: Dan and I are the only um, shareholders or only owners in the company. Like we we don't do an equity share. We've never taken investment. We bootstrapped everything over the last 10 years because we made it We made it pretty clear. We're not planning to scale this. We're not, we, because we weren't going to go overseas, we couldn't actually pull, pull in more manpower faster. Um, we knew we were going to grow slow and we intentionally said, okay, we get it. We're going to grow slow. We're going to hire slow. And, and I think the, the thing with tech services is it's two sides of the coin. Can I find another client, which of course we're in a good economy now and people will need tech and that's, so that's getting a little bit easier. And do I have enough people to do the work? Right. And that's, that's a real problem, right?
2: I mean, if you need to go hire a, a high level graphic artist or yeah. UX designer or a software developer, yep. those people are hard to find.
0: Yeah. It's super hard.
2: And then your clients come to you and say, I need you to start on this project like tomorrow. And you're like, I don't have somebody to
0: do the work. We lose contracts because. Or, or yeah.
2: conversely, you in the projects and you have these really expensive assets sitting on the bench. Yep. That you got to pay these really expensive
0: employees. It's one of the reasons our model is, pro- and maybe not harder, but it is, it is, it is difficult. Albeit, it comes with um, one of the things that we get to do is we get to build really, really close relationships with our clients. Like literally getting to sit in the room with their with their team. So that's that's the thing is but you're right. Absolutely. We had some idle time. I'll be honest, transparent. We had some idle time with some of our designers. Designers are the ones that actually are the hardest to fill full-time. Developers tend to be hundred percent almost all the time. It is, you kind of always need another one. Um, albeit we just kind of scale how fast we bring on more, but designers on the other hand, they're super efficient and then they're not needed a hundred percent of the time. Yep. Um, and so you kind of have these ups and downs, same thing with our week, what we call product strategists and our product managers. It just depends on the phase of the product, where you're at, what release schedule you're on, et cetera, as to when when their capacity is at.
1: Yeah. When people ask me about full scale, and just, you know, so we're, our office is 8,500 miles away. Yeah, right. I mean, we have a very small presence here in the US and then 175 people. In the just Philippines. incredible. And and now with, and that came really quickly. Yeah. And it's still growing. You guys growing.
0: grew so fast and, well, and, and are
1: growing fast. And that presented a whole lot of challenges. Yeah. And, you know, some of the stuff that we did, you know, we had to, you know, look at a lot of, you know, a lot of the ways that we did stuff. But you have this chicken and egg problem, like you're talking about. Matt mentioned the bench. Like it's hard to sometimes make a sale when you don't have uh-huh. some
2: capacity yep.
1: you now a year now. And I deal with uh, most of our sales still at this point because our clients are sticky. You yeah. know, we're like, we don't, our projects don't really end. We're looking for people that want to have a team and maintain that for years. Sure. Yep. And, and our
0: biggest clients and, are the same way.
1: Yeah. And that's, and that's, and that's what the clients want. That's what we want. But that said, especially in the beginning now, now it's a lot easier for me to make sales sure. because there's like, Hey, people like they don't, I mean, a year ago when we had 30 people, yeah, they're like, well, how many of them work can for you? you how many of them work for Stackify? Yeah. Like, are there actually other clients? And yeah. you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like now it's easy. Don't worry. It'll be fine. I'm just a
2: 24 year old <laughs> kid. I can do it. Right.
1: <laughs> Basically. And so, you know, it makes it a lot, it made it a lot easier, but you know, a year ago, or actually, more like a year and a half ago, it was really a lot more challenging because the model didn't feel as proven, we, and because it wasn't right. And the hiring model was so inexact because, like, we wanted to try. This, so we specialize in experts. Yeah, like we don't. We're not just about butts and seats. It's yeah, about like senior, high level talent. Now the thing is, is you cannot predict. When that's going to walk through the door no. with a resume in hand and say, hey, I, I'm interested in working here. Yep. And then also your ability to attract top people when you're not. When you don't have a brand.
0: I mean, a brand presence in the market.
1: Or, or just like, or, any, or a reputation right. or anything. So we treated that, that was like priority one for us was yep. establishing a workplace that people were proud of that they wanted to work out yeah. and, and stuff then they, like that. they become your recruiters. They did. That's they, what we found. Yeah. Still our, yep. our number one recruitment method is our own employees and we pay them to do that.
0: Yeah. Which, Oh yeah. Like yeah. A,
1: an incentive, right? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. With us too.
0: And I think it is so important to have a culture where people want to come to work. Yep. I mean, that's, it's so undervalued. And everybody always, it's like, unfortunately it gets, it gets said too much. Because culture is just this hot topic right it's now. It's easy to
1: say it. It's a lot and harder really to hard maintain to it, especially yeah. when your company gets bigger. Like yeah. it's it's running a company that has 25 people compared to like 200. I can't, yeah. It's completely can't imagine. different because you get, you know, and we're only 40. Like, you know. all right. So you watch, we've all seen the show Silicon Valley yeah. and you know oh, yeah. what, what What big head just sits on the roof and drinks yeah. Sharpies yeah. all day. I mean, realistically, when your company gets to a certain size, you could have a dude doing that and maybe not. And even you wouldn't know even it. know it. Yeah. yeah. Well, at
2: Crema, that's allowed. Yeah, basically. They're yeah. allowed to work wherever they want.
0: <laughs> as long as they, on, as long as they reach their
1: outcomes, as long as they get yeah. hit, and by the their way, sprint goals. I I am I'm, I'm down with that. Cool. I'm a, am re, a results guy. Yeah, we're a results-based you know? culture. Yeah.
0: We used to call it res, re, I don't think I'll get in trouble
1: for saying it. We had what's called row. I don't think I'll get in trouble for no, saying it, but I'm going to say it we, anyway. We
0: we got in trouble for saying it originally. We had it on our site that we're a row company, results oriented or results oriented work environment, which I guess is copyright. And like this lady charges like 10 grand to consult people to do this. Like best buy. You did not
1: hear that on Startup
0: Hustle. (laughs) Needless to say. Direct all complaints to (laughs) crema.us. It was, it was great. I mean, like what she came up with is brilliant. And um, so we, we kind of just took our own spin on it, but uh, we had it on our site. She's like, yeah, take that off. I was like, oh, well, come on. It's I'm gonna give you some,
1: anyways. Dude, add an extra ladder. That's, that's basically we just, just environment R- employer. R- there R- you go. RBC it's results R-O-E. based culture. ROWE. so rowie. But you know, so but like I said, that's back to the people factor yeah. and and where that becomes difficult. And you know, one thing that I got to say on on that mm-hmm. I was so happy on behalf of our clients and you know, we work with some really cool companies mm-hmm. and really great people, but they were as concerned about our workplace environment and culture overseas as we were. That's and huge. that was really like refreshing. Yeah. Cause you know, that was as, so I, I hired people in the Philippines 10 years ago, but I never did anything to the scale of what we were doing. And Matt and I partnered up on this yeah. and, and, those were some of the things. So if you're thinking about uh, you know, tech services or any type of service business, you have to be prepared to be competitive. There's a lot of people out there that are jockeying for the same employees. And part of what we looked at, you know, we wanted to make sure it wasn't, it wasn't a call center vibe, like yeah. people elbows to elbows. And, and it was pretty easy to do. We actually, for our first 15 hires, we said, what are the things that you loved about your last couple employers and yeah. what were the things that you hated? We took the list of things they hated and we just did the exact opposite. Yeah, and then great. we did more of what they loved. That's and the it, and it. it very quickly, and, and we did a lot of listening. Did well, a lot feedback of listening. loops, right? I yes. mean, like this
0: is what we tell of our startups to do, yeah. right? Why aren't you listening to your customers? And the same yeah. thing needs to happen internal because yeah. your other customer is your employee. And so, like, why are you not listening to them having a feedback loop? So we do, um, so for instance, we use fifteen five, which is incredible. We uh, use that too. Awesome. So every Friday we get these feedback loops, and the questions that we're asking are a lot around culture satisfaction, what we call flourishing. Are you flourishing here? If you're not flourishing here, let me help you find another place. Yeah. I, yeah. Don't, I don't want to fire you. I'm just telling you, like, maybe Krimit isn't the best place for you. And you may be a brilliant developer or a brilliant designer or strategist, whatever. And I want to help you find a place where you're going to flourish. And sometimes that's not, not crema.
1: Yeah. We, we when we got, so I was just in Cebu and our office is in Cebu city, Philippines, uh, second biggest city in the Philippines and no one's ever heard of it. It's so amazing. I,
0: and until I heard yeah. about you guys working over there, I was like, uh, isn't that crazy? huge. Yeah,
1: over 3 million people. That's so there. American of us. But, so when I was there last week and you know, I, I did a town hall meeting and we had to do two of them cause the company is so big. We oh, can't get everyone in so the same cool. place. So one of them, we had 120 mm-hmm. people and I said, look, I'll answer all your questions, which was kind of funny. Cause one of the questions was, Hey Matt, do you drink? Want to get wasted?
0: <laughs> so I pulled that out of the box and I answered it. Uh-huh. I answered it.
1: But, um, you know, one of the things that you talk about culture. Uh, so, well, first off, One of the very first questions I polled was, what do you think the company's biggest advantage is? Mm. And I said, you guys. Yeah, good good answer. You are what makes this company. And then after I said, so who in here works for me? And about two-thirds of the people raised their hand. I said, you guys can put your hands down. You're wrong. I work for you. Right? I work for you. It is my job to help you get in situations and places where you're happy, where you flourish, yeah, as you absolutely. would say, like where you're doing things that are interesting and engaging. It's, it's our job to find clients that you want to work with and so on and so forth. And without you, well,
2: service businesses are all people, businesses. starts sure. to go 100%. and
1: yeah. And, and you know, so that, that, but that's important because, oh, yeah. Because you know while uh, while the people that work with you are they're 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 your biggest asset but they're also just not they're not they're people yeah. they're not gears they're yeah. not calls they're human beings yeah, yeah. and and with that, you, there's a level of happiness and, and output and, and, that kind and of difficulty, stuff, yeah? right? I yeah. mean, so
0: you deal with the, you know, the person that's going through a hard time in their life. You yep. deal with the, you know, the, the fact that, Hey, yeah, we're a little light right now. So I understand you're idle. Don't worry. We're, you know, we got, you
1: know, how do yeah, people get nervous about that? They do get nervous. Yep.
0: I mean, they, if, if anything, that's the thing is our people want to be busy.
1: They want, right. That was, some, that was something we actually addressed as well was like, Hey, so while we try to set people up with a client long-term, that's not always the way it works. Like, yeah. I mean, we're full scale business. and yeah. we do let you add people and then, yep. you know, reduce the team with 30 days notice, which is kind of short. But that was one thing I really had to reinforce, like, Hey, the, just cause you go from one team to another doesn't mean you failed. Right. And it doesn't mean you're not, you're not going to have a job. Like, yeah. Hey, we have more work. We have more things to do than everyone in this room could accomplish in the next couple of years. Great. So chill out yeah. and know you're fine.
0: And and again, we're we're able to provide that stability for them. And sometimes, you know, depending on we'll see. Economy is great right now. Depending on what where things go, there may be a season where that's not the case. You know, it is an up and down business for sure. Sure. And um, we over the ten years, we've had maybe two down periods. Never had to let anybody go, but there's definitely been those seasons. And I think that's the other thing on the well, serv- sometimes businesses service side they, because it's it's so yeah. dependent on cash flow.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah. And is, well, sometimes people slow pay. Yeah. They do other things. And you need to keep that in mind. Like, actually, at FullSco, we charge you at the beginning of the month for the services we're about to perform. Because we did at first, our first few clients, we did it the other way. And I sat down, I did some math. I was like, oh my God, we're going to need like a million bucks. The cash flow is huge. To fund our own receivables. And then also, another thing is I found that it just wasn't really good for the service provider to client relationship to like be a bill collector. Like pay your bill, pay your bill, pay your bill. Come on. Got to pay your bill. So I have a question for you guys as leaders of these company,
0: if the, the, the service company, what, one of, one of the things that we're trying to think about is what are we needing to do next? Like you're doing a lot of business development right now, but there, that's the other thing is the company grows kind of your role has to change. At least that's what I found. And I don't know if you guys have found the same thing as you've grown so quickly. So it went from, I have to do everything as the freelancer. To then I'm I'm mostly doing sales because well, I'm no longer a client work, etc.
2: Well, I think Neil Sharma uh, expressed this when he was here, right? He's like running companies like this, especially when they get the scale, are sort of very operational and brain yeah. damage. Yeah, it's a lot of just day to day. We have all these employees. Is every single employee doing exactly what they're supposed to do? Do they show up to work? Are they happy? Are they flourishing? Yeah, is yeah, the right. client happy? Mm-hmm. It's a lot of just like operational. I completely agree. Just daily grind of just dealing with all the people and making sure everybody's happy the client's happy the project's going well it's a lot of operations i don't do any client work anymore
1: we we are, our model is slightly different in that our clients manage their own projects oh that's huge which makes the scalability of what we do a lot a lot simpler yeah and so sometimes you know the the quiet client is i just assume that they're happy yeah. And I'm okay with that. And then it's a matter of like, you know, like I, I try to create a, a level of awareness with them. Like, look, don't, don't wait until you're pissed to yeah. tell me you spotting something that we can fix now. Like, that's why, why know, we got d- proactive. We started yeah. doing check-ins with clients on a pretty regular basis for and, that reason. And that's yeah. one of the things. So you back to that idea that running, okay. So when we had 30 people or even 60 people, like I could go to Cebu and, and sit down and like have meaningful conversations with all all 60 people. Yeah, right. And that, and now with 175, so to give you some context, if I sat down for 15 minutes and talked to everybody, that would be a 45 hour week. And you know, that's, that's a challenge and you want to do that. So you have to change your approach. And like Matt said, a lot of it is operational. One of the things that we did you talk about people want to be busy. Yeah. So with, we have built our own entire company management system. I mean, all the way down to like HR employee database stuff, like employee profiles, cool. I love that. All kinds of stuff. We uh, we our client onboarding process is now we've built a whole process for that. So we ask them, you know, what do you need? Like for example, some of it just might be as simple as like the information that you need for an MSA. Yeah. But also like what kind of technology do you use? What time of day do you want? Now we can match that up with people that we have in our database. Oh, that's brilliant. And, so you can resource easier that way. Yeah. And then we, you know, we have our own creative department too. So we utilize them to like make a video. I, I, so I got tired of answering the question, do they speak English? Oh yeah. and get, Yeah.
0: Which is a common question. Well,
1: I tell them, i say, you know, I tell a client, i say, look, all of our clients, and that's a prerequisite because, you know, Matt is pretty famous on this podcast for saying you can't build software without good communication. Right. I got tired of answering the question. So I, I told our creative department, you sit everybody down. And make a sixty to ninety second video of them talking about what they do and what they and what they want to do. Right. And then and so that really eliminated that question. So Mm -hmm. they speak, click play and tell me if you think you could talk to this person. Yeah, that's great. And some of the English language skills in our office over there are so high that if they were here, you wouldn't guess that they weren't from here. And by the way, every taxi driver I've ever met in the Philippines spoke English. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's it, pretty normal. Again, it's just our perception. It's like going to Cabo. If you've been mm-hmm, to Cabo, you're mm-hmm. like, you know, you're in Mexico, but maybe not because everything's in English. <laughs> really? yeah. The only difference is you, yeah, it's a little harder to spend U.S. dollars there. You actually have to have some, some, oh, yeah. some,
0: some pesos. Yeah. So one of, the, one of the things that we talked, Dan and I have been in the mission for the last four years, because we're not a company at scale, it was then, okay, then one, what's the company we want to work for? That's, you go back to the, yep. how am I going to serve the company? So we, we talked about how do we replace ourselves? So basically everything that we're currently doing, we're constantly looking for a way to say, how do we replace either the function of doing that or replace the people to do that? So for instance, I don't do almost any sales anymore. Um, so, which is weird as the owner, I refer people in, but immediately it's like, Hey, I don't want to be the bottleneck of this sales conversation. Why don't you talk to Nate? And so it immediately goes to Nate and they, they take care of that process. I don't do any strategy work anymore. Um, so what is it you do here? That's a great question. Um, so a lot of the work that I'm doing now is the people stuff, right? I'm still focusing on how do I clear? Basically I get to listen a lot and go, how do I get boulders out of your way? how do I, how do I remove your obstacles so that you guys can just do freaking badass work? Like that's all that matters. And so, and then the question for us is what is crema in 2020, 2021, 2025, you know? And so Dan and I get a chance now to really dream about what we want to do with the company, where we want to go as, as a service company, as a service or something else company. And, um, so that's just something that I have now have the the brain space to do that. Cause otherwise I was just doing that at 2 AM in the morning.
1: That's part of with our growth and building our own system that has really is streamlining that, and that's we're And we're still defining that. Like the question is, is at what level can can a lot of this become self service? Because our clients, you know, they they typically start with like one or two people. They see the value, and next thing you know, they're on the path. to We have multiple. We have literally multiple clients that have more, 10 or more people on their team. That's awesome. And they all asked, they sent an email, do, who do you have for QA testing? So we've built a portal that they can go search for themselves. Oh,
0: cool. That's nice. And that.
1: and then we own Gigabook as a booking platform and they're going to be able to schedule appointments if they want to do an interview and yeah, like do great. a whole bunch of other stuff. So we just built it all in. Now the problem with that is because we've built that with people on our bench, it is like the most highly resourced, like under, underachieved software platform because if we have the opportunity to pluck someone out in mid sprint Uh and put them with a client well we do oh that's Um, like every product we've ever tried to build so uh, that that is
0: honestly that's probably one of the worst things about owning a service company that builds products for other people is because everybody says like oh and when you've built technology companies there is that feeling of like oh i just want to go build my own thing Yep. granted it's just a totally. It's a that's a that's a different type of company. The way um, I build
1: it for you and the way I'd 100%. be okay with building it for myself are on two different levels of quality it is a different and meaning. Thing. It would be higher for you. Yeah, like, exactly.
2: But I but I think after so I've done both of these. Yeah, now I'm curious. I, yeah. so I've had two different software companies. And, yep. and you know, full skill service company. The service company route is like a hundred times
1: easier. Yeah. It's well, times well, easier. it is and it isn't. Like building can, a product is fucking hard. Yeah. I, yeah, but I would I, believe that But building a brand can be even harder. And that's, but it doesn't I mean, have to
2: be a brand. It could be like, it started out as two guys and you got your first client and you're I mean, making I think, money. I think we've def- took us 10 years. To when build you a brand.
1: say it's easy, is it easier to have a service company with six people or is it to have 175? Or well, five hundred.
2: But it doesn't start at that, right? It yeah. starts as one or two and it slowly it's grows. So that much harder to get a product easy. company
1: off the ground. The great. path to yeah. revenue is way shorter with services, yeah. without yeah. a doubt. Like I mean, I can, was feeding yeah.
0: my family yeah. the, right.
1: the first month. Right. And they yeah. actually
2: make right. money. Most SaaS companies never make any money. Yeah, that's a good point. Ever. ever.
1: But somehow they're ever. worth somehow they're they, worth way they're more than, they're, they're than, than so your profitable service company. Well, because
0: that's the other thing, is we actually we have employees and we've been talking a lot about like we want to give you guys ownership of this, but the reality is is like there wouldn't be much ownership to give you. Yeah. Like if 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 crema sold at some point, um, as whatever, it the multiplier isn't that much. You're not gonna walk away with a ton of cash in your pocket.
1: Now, right? but but with that, the long all right. So if you have a sticky service model, like okay, there's the value, let's use a cleaning company. As an example, mm-hmm, like someone mm-hmm. that comes and cleans your office after work, that, that multiple is going to be shit. Why? Because right. you could literally fire your cleaning company on Monday and have someone else in there doing it on yeah, Tuesday. Okay. Now, if you're like with at, at, after 10 years, if you have some clients that you're like, hey, look, half of our clients have been here for five years. Yeah, right. Or whatever, that is a different conversation. It goes back to have. the AOR kind
0: of model of why right. e, why big ad agencies could sell for so much because they had a, a client portfolio. The
1: longevity. Yeah. But the problem is is you have to survive that <laughs> timeline, which is a whole nother thing. Yeah, and right. you can't you can't control well, you have limited control over what your clients are gonna do. You can't you you mentioned earlier you're like, Man, I'd really love to deal with startups. Maybe not, man. they they can be a real pain in the ass. Yeah, and the question's all- why? Volatility. Yeah. Inexperienced, super emotional uh very emotional because for you, good reason
0: for well you yeah, sure. of of these
1: are bad things it's sure just... because there's a lot we have literally we have clients that have literally just like paid their team to be there for a week with nothing to do because they did a shitty job of managing that yeah, but they could afford it so and they were that, cool with that. so
0: to that point honestly that's one of our biggest services that we're selling now almost more so than the developers because the developers we can again we help our clients for hire or we help them find another resource you're
1: selling people that don't do anything no i that's like we should get on that
0: yeah right no it's Brilliant. the product our product managers almost always our product managers are things that get retained the longest mm-hmm. because the they clients, have the expertise clients suck yeah. in product yeah. Yep. and so what we kind of get in is these people that are saying like hey no worries i'll pull all these people together we'll get it done and and then they don't have to think about it so it's one of the first services that we kind of put in in the sales process our product managers are part of the sales process and then they carry all the way through to renewals and to you know upselling new services, et cetera, yep. because they're the ones actually pulling the team together to get it done. It's a great Our
1: work. teams and project managers do a lot of that. I've been encouraging that. I'm like, you guys know what the client, what you need, like yeah. communicate that and suggest it. Yeah. And for those of you listening, if you want to deploy a team of people that are, that will do absolutely nothing, I can get that moving for you today. <laughs> if you want to pay me yeah. to
0: not
2: have anyone sure, do anything.
1: Sure. Yeah. yeah. Right? Well, so
2: I think another way I would say it is like, if I'm going to start a business today. And I'm thinking about okay, how can I start my own? You know, how can I make a hundred grand a year, ten grand a year, or whatever? Right? You could go start your own tech services business and probably achieve that in a year or two. Yeah, pretty easy. Yeah. Starting your own software company, Mm -hmm. like it may never
0: happen. Yeah. Ever. Well, because uh, you will grind so much harder and and, longer. And the company, the
2: companies never are very profitable. They're hard to scale. They're hard to grow. You got to raise capital. It's, It's a. Now, some of them are successful. Like I have one friend here in town. Who has built his own little SaaS company mm-hmm. and it's very profitable, very successful, but they have like a very kind of niche. It was a B two B niche business yeah, 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 yeah. that people, you know, his customers. pay. He wasn't like trying to create this crazy ass dumb idea and hoping to go find people that'll actually buy. It.
0: Ironically, you those never are the hear ones about that never. People. You never yeah, he, hear about the ones that are actually making money. He built
2: a real product, and it's a real business, and it yeah. just makes money. Now, yeah. those can do it. But most people who are trying to start like a software company these days think yeah. they're going to be like the next Facebook or of some course, shit like that.
0: And they're never going to make any money. And the, the thing that you brag about is how much you raised, which right. I just have a problem. I, I, don't have anything, I don't have any problems with raising money. I have more problem that we just have such a glorification of um, raising capital as the number one thing. Uh, because, like, wow. Let's go make some money and actually grow value in a company, which I think that's why I love doing, honestly, going back to why, so then why do we do what we do? One is because I can see immediate impact. I immediately get to see people, you know, satisfied with the work product that we're doing, loving the experience of working with Crema, loving our team. And then I get to see people being really happy about the work. Huge did.
2: benefit to your clients. Yeah, huge. Yeah. And,
0: really? and then, oh, by the way, I get paid, right? I've, I've never, uh, transparently, I've never not taken a paycheck. And that there's a lot of people that will go a long time without. By, taking by a the paycheck. way,
1: though, you if you're starting a business, you need to be prepared to not. I know. Maybe and take a paycheck, and, and that I'm, is okay. Yeah, that's I'm a not, reality I'm, too. I'm not yeah. saying that, the, yeah. but
0: but I, I am saying that the immediate revenue is what I'm getting back yep. to. Like I can actually see that return now. Granted, I wasn't making a whole lot when I was, when I was freelancing. now. So, yeah, yeah, right. I mean,
1: I think it's down to fourteen. Yeah, okay. it was. We've determined that, very, that very George's little. services are a depreciating asset. <laughs> um, hey guys, I have really good news. Yeah, I have pulled the perfect mixtape card <sighs> for this episode. Suck like
0: at this game, I listened to to Brody and.
1: I just know well, Brody's I mean. been playing mixtape since before we bought part of the business. So he's been practicing. It's been
0: so, around our office since way before, like when the first prototypes were out.
1: So you're experienced.
0: No, I suck at this.
1: Okay, so mixtapethegame.com digital version. Are we allowed to use our phones? Over, no. Damn no. It. I mean, mm. <laughs> this really is the perfect. So I'm going to read a scenario. i pulled a card out of mixtape deck. All three of us are going to name a song that we think goes the best with the scenario we will vote you cannot vote for yourself righteously quitting a job and throwing a cheeseburger at your shitty boss <laughs> fuck you by CeeLo green we've banned that no that is on. banned from no, play it no. has been the
2: perfect one
1: sorry you're out Ugh. you cannot yeah, use no, that's that too easy um it really is the great, it's the right answer. It is.
0: How about the uh, take this job and shove it?
1: Ooh, good answer. good answer. I don't know that I can
0: beat that. And I'm terrible with song names.
1: I'm going to go with. I I literally thought I need to come prepare for this. But I, I you know what's funny is like, I'm usually pretty, pretty, I, I feel like I'm pretty fast with this and I'm drawing a blank, but I will not surrender to Watson. I'm also buying <laughs> time right now for George, for George and myself.
2: I got this one. take this job and shove
1: it's a little a little generic but i mean i'm i mean i could say these boots are made for walking there we go that's pretty Uh, good i like that one
0: i'm on your podcast and i'm going to fail this test don't make don't make
1: me write fail on the mixtape card and and post it on instagram and you can find us on instagram at at startup hustle podcast
0: i'm terrible at this george i well here's the problem i don't i'm i don't even really listen
1: I'll probably vote for you regardless of whatever song you pick because I just don't want Matt to win right now.
0: I literally am the worst. So I also, I don't, the database for anything that has a name. By the
1: way, the Mixtape app, which I have played and have been testing, your clock would be counting down. I know. You would have 60 seconds. You would be be moving into the voting phase. Yes, Matt.
2: My song that I picked, Take Your Job and Shove It, is that a Dolly Parsons song?
1: Who's Dolly Parsons? Dolly Parton. You mean Dolly Parton? Parton, yeah. yeah. Is that a Dolly Parton <laughs> Pars- Parson? Uh Maybe. No, I don't think it is though. Right. I you It's some country artist.
2: I'm gonna use my phone.
1: Hey, <laughs> okay, we <we're, I'm... laughs> disqualify him. All right, so George, all do all about, you have an it's entry? It's all about quitting, right?
0: Yes. And just. So, <laughs> this is so dumb. No, I got nothing. I don't want oh. anyone to uh, so so the
1: what what the only thing literally
0: this Now is, by the way See so here's my problem if I you guess. were
1: playing the app because you were Am I just, you like, were too off? bad to even come up with an answer, you wouldn't get to vote. So uh, i We've would determined I, that you don't if you can't contribute <laughs> to the here's community, what's funny is you don't get to vote, which means mind... Watson and I would tie. Now in the app this is something we had to come up oh, with. Okay. It actually has a tiebreaker.
0: Oh you had to rush them off?
1: No. No, what every podcast needs is a dance off. Though
0: (laughs) it is on Um, camera, we're
1: getting lasers and a smoke machine. Yeah, yeah. By the way, see, here is my problem.
0: When you guys even started this, the only artist, and this is gonna, this is so weird, is Inya. That's the only thing. Like, literally, I was just my brain was stuck on the Inya, and I'm like, why are you even thinking about Inya?
1: And i then, liked george until right then i
0: know <laughs> it's the worst and my brain literally then he, i start swimming he obviously needs to go so to more
1: sweet and grease. he wants and, to uh, he start swimming in he my want, brain he wants like, to, why am i he thinking about he's India. gonna quit his job throw a cheeseburger i'm gonna I mean, how about cheeseburger <laughs> in paradise something, <laughs> something. Like, nothing like literally it was like, just
0: like man that celtic artist from the really 90s good.
1: why am i thinking about her we uh, so you want to Quit your job, throw a cheeseburger in your boss's face, and then go listen to new age music. Basically, I mean, okay, there could be worse things. The thing he left out is, you know, he's going to smoke a big joint (laughs) on the way to doing that. No judgment, no judgment. So nobody
0: won. Now you guys, you won. I, I I don't get that you win. All right, I win. Only because I've heard you not win, and it's by
2: Johnny Paycheck. Although I'm sure, dude. Oh, by the way, that's right. Dolly Parton sung it in Nine to Five.
1: Okay, so look. If you want to see I'm some awesome, some awesome documentary stuff, go to Cinemax and look up until so Mike judge, the dude from Beavis and Butthead uh-huh, did a whole yeah. series on country artists and Johnny paychecks. One of them, that dude was literally crazy, like insane. And because of that job, because of that song, he got like, he, I don't know. The dude was in jail he basically did a mountain of cocaine during his life, like really crazy Whoa. stuff. It was. He's probably, no, probably like listening how, to
0: Inya. Listening yeah. to <laughs> Inya, yeah,
1: totally. But no, it's crazy though. The, the uh, outlaw country people, and they were like, oh, wow. you like you you hear this history of like how crazy like Led Zeppelin and where they they were they were rookies. Oh, really? Compared to like Waylon Jennings and George Jones and like the people you wouldn't expect. Oh, yeah. To. Yeah, no, I would have no idea. So anyway. back to tech congratulations Matt. yeah thank you congratulations voltron did not have an entry (sighs) i knew i needed to come prepared i know lego voltron you have not won he's not really we gotta talk voltron we gotta talk you
0: need to get like a little button you can make him say things yeah
1: Ooh, maybe maybe you know watson's kids built that and legit and they'll they'll build lego voltrons for like three dollars an hour Yeah, which is also the initial rate that George charged (laughs) his very first client. It felt like that. They'll build anything for a mango Slurpee. Um, I probably would too. By the way, um, speaking of mango stuff, I want to thank Snow Pops again. Go to snowpops.co. They brought a bunch of free Snow Pops in which two dozen of them are mango-flavored. Alcoholic. Yes. Really? Adult beverage popsicles. Thank you. Snow Pops. Check them out. And by the way, I'm still waiting for someone to send in fan art of Matt Watson. Just do it. Someone do it and watch what happens. I will probably talk about you for the next 200 episodes. Wow. Yeah. We get some interesting stuff in the mail. Wow. Yeah. I that's fun. Maybe thank that's, you for that's every... what
0: I have look, to look forward to when I'm in episode 200. Yeah. Oh, I, just I just want to thank five.
1: everyone that actually pays attention and is still here. And yeah, if you're here 49, to the end and we'll, yeah. we'll wrap it up yeah. soon. But so once again, if you want to go check out Crema uh, and, and George Brooks and what they do go to Crema, that's C-R-E-M-A dot U-S. Um, check think- us out at full scale. We do it at fullscale.io. Yeah, are you on, are. You on Instagram or anything oh, yeah. fun like it's that? It's all Criminalab there. Cremolab. The only
0: reason we took out the lab is if you're at a party and you say, "Hey, I own a company called Criminalab," everyone thinks you said criminal lab. Ooh. It's or not that you work thing. in a nice. lab. Yeah, it, it was it was cool in the early 2000s to put labs or you know things on the, on the front of everything. So. I'm glad you
1: took it off. It's cleaner. Yeah. Like the Facebook. Yeah. We well. were the full at first, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. So, George, I'm going to give you the mic for a second and just let you freestyle about tech service startups and being an entrepreneur. Anything you want to throw out there for the startup hustle nation? Uh, enlighten us, and, and I don't mean in an Enya kind of way. Do to start
0: singing Enya? Oh no, isn't it just
1: like really high pitched? Like it's terrible. <laughs> Somebody was playing in the office the other day. I think that's the reason I'm. I was thinking about it.
0: Um. Yeah. I mean, I think the reality is is there's probably a lot of you that are thinking about freelancing or doing freelancing or contracting, and you're you are an entrepreneur. You know, it takes a lot more hustle to to find the work, to get the work done, um, to actually get people to pay you on time. Um. It's it's hard, but you can have real impact really fast. And that's, that's why I love what we do. Um, The majority of what we do where we start with all of our clients is in strategy and design. So I think that's one of the big areas that we, um, we kind of lead with. So when we talk about what's maybe how we're the same and how we're a little bit different, we do a lot of design work first, our first engagements don't have any development. And so there's ways that you can kind of make these entry level things that you can offer. Uh, to get into the door of companies that you would have never thought you'd have be qualified to be working
1: with. I mean, we're,
0: we're working with like top five global consultants now. I mean, I never thought that'd be possible. Um, And And your company
1: has been on some of the lists for some of the fast growing companies here in town too. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: And honestly, the ones that I'm most
1: happy about is um, the best places to
0: work. Like, that's what I love Mm -hmm. going back to what we talked about earlier is build a culture where people want to come to work, you know, build a place where they're flourishing. And if you are going to build up a service company, um, look to see, figure out how you can replace yourself because the reality is you're the bottleneck of your own company. Um, and so as, as fast as possible, get out of the way and empower people to do, to think like you, and then basically get out of their way. Um, because, um, oh man, we've just, we've flourished more so as a company since Dan and I got out of the way. Um, which I don't know what that says about Dan and I, but it does, it definitely says more about it the says team. says you're smart and you yeah. paid attention. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we, we've cre- created an incredible team and, um, the work that we're doing now, most of it's all B two B. We don't do any B two C work. Um, we don't. We just don't build consumer apps. We just kind of named that and said, you know what? Like you, you were talking about building products. Products. It's just too hard. It's too too risky. Uh, you're never going to be happy with the end result. It doesn't matter how much time or effort I put into building the best software we have ever seen. You're not going to be happy because it's going to be really hard when you realize nobody wants it. Or yeah. you, you know, go to I mean? market
2: strategy is so hard.
0: So much harder with consumer products. When, when I'm building a product that's being used either internally or as a means to feed the larger engine in an innovative way, um, that gets really exciting. So whether it's procurement or sales or, um, easy to see of, results, yeah, it's, it's immediate. And so, and, and, oh, by the way, I have a huge test audience because like, you can tell your employees you're going to test this, or you can tell your existing clients, I need you to try this for me. Um, when you're trying to get somebody on Facebook to buy an ad that says, will you try this thing for me? It's a lot harder. Um, so that's why we 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 focus on B2B. So I mean, figure out your niche, figure out where your, your space is when you're doing service work, figure out what your unique value prop is. Ours is about user experience. Even the software is about user experience. So, um, and have fun with it.
1: I love it. I'm penalizing Watson for yawning. Sorry.
0: I used to have a designer that would yawn almost every meeting we had. And I would every single time say, am I, am I
1: that boring? And yes. I was joking. Yeah, yes, you are. Uh, really? Um, no, oh, really? No, not really. Gosh, it's, you it's, told
0: me to rant, so I just it's made a, stuff no, up. No,
1: and I appreciate that <laughs> you did. And and you know, George, I thank you for everything you're doing around town. I think you're a valuable member of our entrepreneur community. I know a lot of people. Have, you know, the, uh, I just met you, but I've heard such great stuff about you guys and Krema. I know you guys do great work. Oh, I appreciate and, that. And, and you we know, we love I, the city. Yeah, and it's 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 fun. It's amazing how many brilliant entrepreneurs and people are probably around wherever you're at mm-hmm. you know so look around get involved with some people reach out you know go to go to some stuff hang out with some people and see what happens yeah Krim is a
2: lot around a lot of different
1: events startup events that's good
0: it's funny because we we're actually around a lot less than we used to be um i mean that's how we got started was we mm-hmm. just at everything um and now most, done it mo- yeah well partly i'm just <laughs> tired um, but so there. uh, well, and a, a lot of our clients aren't here. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of, actually, that's something we're kind of focusing on 2020 is like, how can we get back into Kansas city? How can we serve some of the companies that are here? Albeit, it's probably going to be a different profile than what we used to serve when we were here. Yeah. Um, but again, most of our clients are here. So I, I miss working with, with more local clients. Um, I don't mind traveling, although I don't have to, cause I don't do the client work. Um, but our, our team's pretty often out in New York or LA or Seattle and that kind of stuff. So.
1: And regardless of where you're at, you can check out the Option Five podcast. Option
0: Five, yeah, all yeah. about. So Option Five, uh, just to tell the backstory of that, we Dan and I, um, when we were trying to come up with a a proposal for a big client that we were pitching years ago, um, we came up. We had we were all staying late to figure out can we actually pull this off. This was the question. We don't have the resources to do it, and so we we're like shuffling people and trying to get really creative. And We had like four brilliant proposal ideas of how we could approach this. We're going to hire. We're going to pull in another team, et cetera, et cetera. And then literally, uh, Dan just walked up the board after the four options. There's just like option five. It's like, so basically that just means say yes and figure it out. Nice. So we said yes. And we basically pitched them a price. We didn't even try to explain how we were going to do it. And we, we said, we'll figure it out, out on the other side. And we totally did. And that client was super happy. And so we, we said we live in our, we live in the option five. We live in the, the space where we're always thinking about how do you say yes? And then, and then move forward to learn as fast as physically possible, build the plane on the way down. I love it. We're always doing that. So that's our option five.
1: Well, we'll, we're going to get hard. We're going to be hard at work on figuring out what option six might be. Ooh. Yeah. Thank you for listening. (laughs) Make sure to check us out on the YouTubes and the other places. See you guys next time.